Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and I'm really happy to be here with you today. We have got a great show in store for you. But before we get to today's conversation, I want to take just a minute and tell you about our incredible partners, BetterHelp. You guys know, you've heard me say this before, but I just can't overstate how much I believe in the value of counseling. I'm literally going today. There are patterns in your life that are causing you to feel stuck or things that are interfering with your health or happiness. BetterHelp is a great resource for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and then they can match you with your very own licensed professional therapist who you can then connect with in a convenient, safe, and private online environment. You can send your therapist a message anytime. You'll get timely responses, thoughtful responses, and you can start communicating within 24 hours. They do video or phone sessions that you can schedule weekly. BetterHelp prioritizes great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors to someone you feel is a better fit. I think that's really important. BetterHelp has therapists that specialize in so many different disciplines, including self-esteem, family challenges, stress, grief, and more, which means they have someone who specializes in what you're struggling with. This isn't self-help and it's not a crisis line, but BetterHelp offers convenient, professional, affordable counseling and everything you share is confidential. I want you to start living a healthier life today. And as one of my friends, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. Join over 1 million people, including many of our friends here who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. And before I introduce you to today's guest, I just want to say up front that today's conversation centers around food and how to eat and how to treat your body, uh, which is not something we talk a lot about here. I always want to be super careful about how we talk about our bodies because of shame and trauma that some people feel around diet culture and just struggling in your own body. And I get it. And at the same time, I believe food really does heal us. You've heard me say over and over again about how Chef Corey Barrett taught us that cooking is medicine. And so that's why I feel like this particular conversation would be really helpful. But if body stuff is tough for you, or if hearing about changing your food choices can impact your body, just know I want to be gentle with you about that and want you to be gentle with yourself too. I just wanted to give you a heads up that that is the conversation today. Dr. Josh Axe is the founder of Ancient Nutrition and DrAxe.com. He's a certified doctor of natural medicine, a doctor of chiropractic, and a clinical nutritionist with a passion to help people get healthy, empowering them to use nutrition to fuel their health. He's the host of The Dr. Axe Show and the author of the best-selling cookbooks, Keto Diet and Collagen Diet, and his new best-selling book is called Ancient Remedies. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So here's my conversation with Dr. Josh Axe. Okay, Dr. Axe, thank you so much for being on That Sounds Fun today. Hey, I'm stoked to be here. I know that, uh, you know, I was supposed to be there in person, but hey, virtual is great too. Uh, Yeah, please tell everyone where you are instead of in rainy, freezing Nashville. Yeah, I'm in Florida down here in a Santa Rosa beach on 30A. And if you've ever been here, it is, uh, it's paradise. So it's, uh, it really is. Oh my gosh. Okay, Josh, here's the thing. All of our friends listening probably know who you are, probably already get some of your supplements, your nutrients, and you had a new book just come out called Ancient Remedies. 
So will you kind of start, will you back me up a little bit? Because we've barely been friends in real life. We share all the friends, but this yeah. is this is our friendship starting. How did you get into combining what you knew of medicine with kind of these ancient remedy ideas and, and spirituality? Yeah, so for me, actually, uh, to kind of go way back, I have a mom who was diagnosed with cancer when I was very young. And that really inspired me to want to help other people with their health. So for instance, my mom was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer and she, she went through all the traditional medical treatments. Uh, she had a mastectomy, went through chemotherapy, and I still remember her losing her hair and how sick she got and thinking to myself, there's gotta be a better way, more natural way to heal. And so my mom was eventually diagnosed as being cancer and free and healthy. But for the next 10 years, I saw my mom develop all these health issues, chronic fatigue syndrome. She got put on antidepressant and anti-anxiety drugs. She was sick and tired all the time. And then during that time, seeing my mom, I said, hey, I wanna be a doctor. So I went and started studying more natural medicine, uh, chiropractic, nutrition, and these natural forms of medicine. And I was about to graduate and I get a call from my mom and she says, I've been diagnosed with cancer again, what do I do? Oh, wow. And I said, mom, I'll be home, flew back to Ohio where I grew up. And we sat down, first thing we did is prayed together. I grew up in a, in a home with just amazing, just Christian parents and who, um, who, who really just, uh, you know, instilled in me, you know, and encouraged me to build, you know, develop a relationship with God. And so that's always been part of our family dynamic and, and a big part of my life for a long time. But that with, with that, you know, I, I think one of the things I was able to do at that time is sort of look at the big picture and say, okay, like, and I've never been the one to just follow the crowd. I've always been more to say, I'm gonna step back. I'm gonna look at the big picture and say, what's really going on here? Because everyone has their agenda. And for me, I stood back at a pretty early time and I said, what's the agenda of the pharmaceutical industry? What's the agenda of the natural medicine industry? What's the agenda of big food companies, you know, Monsanto and these big agriculture companies? And just saying, you know what, I'm not gonna necessarily listen to this person. I'm gonna step back and look at the big picture and I also want to see what works. And what I started noticing over time is when somebody eats healthy versus does it, I mean, this, this might sound like common sense to people, but it made a big difference in their health. When I saw someone going through a lot of these conventional treatments like my mom did, I saw someone that actually looked worse and had more health problems. First, when I saw somebody who started using all these holistic treatments, they started juicing vegetables, they started drinking bone broth, they started using turmeric and exercising and you know doing these things, I saw some that kept getting better and better and better. So that, you know, so when my mom got this diagnosis, I immediately also started doing a lot of research. I started reaching out to a lot of the incredible uh, doctors of functional medicine I knew from around the country and saying, hey, if this was your family member, what would you do? And then I started going to the medical research and I started looking up um, things like Chinese medicine herbs. So I, st I started learning all about Chinese medicine and all these other things and finding that there's all this research, some in the US, but actually a lot more in Israel and Asia. Mm. Uh, that really, uh, really proved the efficacy, the benefits of using things like turmeric and reishi mushroom and green tea and garlic and some of these other things have anti-cancer properties. So really it was through uh, a mentorship in terms of having amazing doctors who uh, helped mentor me in the space. It was through a lot of research myself. And, and so we applied these things with my mom and she beat cancer naturally. And uh, today she's in her late 60s and she is, um, you know, she water skis. She's ran a 5K with me not too long ago and got second in her age group. And she has great health. And, and really that's what led me to also, you know, uh, 
found the companies I founded because, you know, I wanted to teach people how to use food as medicine. I wanted to teach people how to get well naturally. And I just know from being that person in a family who had somebody that was so sick. And by the way, it wasn't just my mom that was sick. My, my, my dad and sister had major allergies and some health problems. I always had major bronchitis and breathing issues because, uh, you know, I stopped drinking milk and eating sugar and actually that just got a lot better. <laughs> just things, like that, you know, so I started learning all of this and then, um, you know, and I ran more of a family practice in Nashville when I did practice. I no longer have a practice. I have a couple of great doctors I can refer people to. Uh, but my mission now is really creating, you know, the world's, you know, most, uh, most powerful supplements for people and nutrients and getting content out there, just really teaching people how to how to use food as medicine. And I cover a lot of that in my new book, Ancient Remedies. So if people are interested in healing the root cause, they can check out that book. But that's, that, that's kind of where a lot of this started. Okay, so Dr. Axe, one of the things I want us to cover early on is will you talk a little bit about how our health in our bodies is affected by our spiritual, our emotional health? Like, what do you believe about the tie together of all the parts of us? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, if, if somebody's jumping into the Bible, you know, Solomon and other people are talking about how different emotions can actually affect our, 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 our body, you know, and so, and, but there is something really that's really focused on in Chinese medicine. Here's something that's interesting as well. And there is a, uh, a scripture in the Bible and it says, and Abraham sent Katara East and her sons with gifts, okay? Mm -hmm. And essentially, Qatar, some people believe that that was Hagar. Uh, some people believe it was, uh, it, anyway, it's in the Bible. So you, you can go and read that yourself. And, um, but, but what uh, my friend Jordan Rubin was in Israel and talking to a rabbi there, and they said, well, actually, Chinese medicine actually stems from, actually was, was taught, it actually stems from Abraham, some of the principles, I'm not saying everything, but sort of those modalities of using foods and herbs to support the healing of the body, that area of it. And so anyways, a lot of times, and this happens a lot of times in certain, like especially a Christian community, is they'll think anything from Asia is bad. Right. Like, I'm, I'm just saying this is true. Like anything right. that's Eastern, Eastern medicine, it's all this. No, it's not. It's a different language. In fact, it's closer to the medicine that people practice during Jesus' time than what we practice today. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is we call Hippocrates the father of modern medicine. If Hippocrates was practicing today as a physician, everybody would say, you're a holistic medical doctor. You're a natural wow. medical doctor. He was prescribing fasting and herbs and essential oils and sunbathing and all these things yeah. to help people heal. So anyways... All that being said, so so here's how this works, and we know this to be, and, and common sense will tell us this is true, and this we is what I wish people would do. We feel it if we pay attention, yeah. Yeah, use common sense. So if somebody is experiencing different, emo what causes disease in most people is not genetics. Genetics plays a role, a small role. What plays a bigger role is the type of emotions you experience. That will determine what type of condition or health problem that you experience. I'll give you an example. If somebody has a lot of fear in their life, they have a lot of fear, we know that puts their body in something called a fight or flight state that affects the adrenal glands. If you get really afraid, well, in the past, hey, a bear or lion was chasing you, or today you have emotional stress at work or in your family, your body gets in a fight or flight state, your, your adrenal glands pump out adrenaline and cortisol, stress hormones, so we know that the emotion of fear, that specific emotion, affects the adrenal glands and actually the kidneys as well. Mm -hmm. Or think about this, if a child has a nightmare, 
that can cause them to wet the bed. Yeah. So we know that nightmares as a form of fear affects the kidneys and the urinary bladder, okay? Think about an upset stomach. And by the way, most women I've worked with who have hormonal issues that are related to the ovaries and uterus and some of those other hormonal issues, a lot of times it's a type of fear. It could be fear of failure, fear of disappointing and letting others down, Mm. uh, all kinds of things. And so that really affects your hormonal system when we're talking about the emotion of fear. When we're talking about uh, your upper digestive system, your stomach and your pancreas, it's the emotion of worry. Think about this. If somebody worries a lot, they'll actually say, I feel like my stomach is tied in knots. Yeah. They get an upset stomach if somebody worries. We know that worry causes disease of your upper GI, your upper wow. digestive system. Anger. Why do we call someone an angry drunk? We actually know that anger affects the liver and the gallbladder. It, affects, it causes toxicity of the liver and gallbladder. And vice, and vice versa, though, there, there are, we'll get into the healing emotions here in a minute, but yeah. there's, it's important to remember anxiety, like nervousness. Think about this. If you get really anxious, your blood pressure goes up. So we know that anxiety affects your heart and your cardiovascular system, causes disease if that's there too too long. And the last one is your immune system, which makes up your lungs and your colon, so your lower digestive system and your whole immune system. That's really related to lungs and colon or the emotion of grief. What grief Mm -hmm. is, is something bad has happened in the past and you're still living with it today. It could be unforgiveness. Wow. It could be shame, guilt from the past, but you're living with something. It could be physical or emotional abuse, and you're still living with something in the past that's affecting you today that completely shuts down and weakens your immune system. It's like it's on hyperdrive working all the time to where it'll cause food sensitivities, can lead to autoimmune disease, cancer, all of those immune-related wow. conditions from those emotions. And so, but then there's the opposite. There's those healing emotions, you know, hope that's in hope and faith. Those are more futuristic. Those are going to really support healing of the liver, the gallbladder, the digestive uh, organs, forgiving others. Boom, that has incredible healing properties for now your immune system and so on. We could get into more, but all that being said, I think it's so critical. If somebody's looking, when you, when somebody goes to look to the dictionary, it says health is wholeness, and body, mind, and spirit. So if somebody's going to heal, they really need to be taking care of their, uh, their, their emotional health. In fact, if somebody has, is listening to this and they have hypothyroidism or PCOS or Hashimoto's yeah. thyroiditis or any of those issues, 50% typically at least of that healing is working on healing these emotions. Now, another big part is diet, okay? That definitely plays a huge, huge role. But I think if we're talking about 50-50 here, it's this sort of diet plus emotions are, are really important for healing. Okay, so let's we'll start with the emotion part. And then, and as I told you, we have questions from our AFD Week in Review friends. But yeah. for any of us that are, and you and I talked ahead of time, you know, I was diagnosed with PCOS a bunch of years ago. And, and yeah. so I... When you're talking about healing the emotional part, how do you even identify if you're like, well, yeah, I've had an upset stomach, but is it because I have stomach cancer or is it because I'm I'm afraid? Like, how do we even figure out what the emotional part of what's going on in our bodies is happening? Most frequently, it's the emotion affecting the organ. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot you can tell from somebody. I can tell from, and there's people much more... uh, um, gifted at this than I am, uh, but I can actually tell a lot of times by somebody's facial features, uh, you can tell what emotion they're most likely to experience. Oh my God. If anybody's ever taken a, well, I'll just, let me just show this. How many people here have ever done a disc profile or an oh, Enneagram sure. or any, 
Isn't it amazing that you take those quizzes and you're like, wow, that is so accurate for how I'm. So I'm an Enneagram 8-7. My wife is a 3-2. You know, like we're like, and when we read those, we're like, wow, that's spot on. Same thing. Any personality profile I've ever done. Chinese medicine had the first ever personality profile around nearly 4,000 years ago. And it was called the five elements of Chinese medicine, where you essentially were diagnosed and you you were found to have one of those five they were called elements. And based on that, it was a personality profile. And we knew based on your personality, you're wired to experience different emotions. So when somebody comes into conflict in their life, they can deal with it in different ways. Somebody could get angry about the issue. Somebody could get depressed about the issue. Somebody could start to worry about all the things that could go wrong because of the issue. So, so all that being said, so if somebody has more round features, they're called an earth element in Chinese medicine, they tend to be worriers, okay? Mm-hmm. If somebody like, I'm wired, I'm more thin and tall and you can see my veins and that sort of thing, I'm known as more of a wood element. So I'm more, most susceptible to the emotions of frustration and impatience, okay? Mm-hmm. And those affect my liver gallbladder. So if I get out of balance, that's what I'm most uh, susceptible to. By the way, I have this quiz in my new book, Ancient Remedies. Oh, I already took the it. Quiz. Do you want okay. to guess what I am? So, I took it. I know what I am. Well, I, so <laughs> I, I, I think you're one of three. Okay. You're, I, I would think you're either a, uh, an earth or maybe a water or a metal. Your cheekbones tell me, tell me a little something that you're probably structured and organized, but maybe yep. not. But I'm, 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 I, I thought fire was an option, right? Or you could be, yeah. I'm fire. Well, so let me say this. Okay. When I took the quiz, that's what I got. I loved that quiz, it by the way. Sense. That was very fun. So, so, so fire elements are very passionate. They're very excited. And actually, this makes sense now. So they're very passionate. They actually tend to, sometimes they have a little bit more of even a red tint to their hair and their skin. You'll see a little bit mm-hmm. more. You can see, see some more of that. Um, but fire elements are known for, they're most susceptible to, um, to anxiety. Uh, mm-hmm. They tend to be. Mm-hmm. Um, fire elements are very, um, they're magnets for people. I mean, if you want to go, like if you're having a party and you want to have a good time, it's like in somebody that people are going to gather around, connect with, it's, you know, it's that person. And so, um, that's so, me, yeah. man. That's me. I don't know what fire yeah. with PCOS means, but that's who you're talking to. <laughs> well, 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 fire elements tend to actually, so this is related to the, um, the thyroid is actually part yeah. of that element. And so oftentimes it's an issue related to the thyroid and the small intestine, mm. um, which is where you absorb nutrients. And so a lot of times their nutritional deficiencies can be created to where, for instance, if you aren't absorbing uh, B12 correctly or iron or certain other nutrients, and a, that, that can really affect, affect the body. And I don't want to get too complex here, but here's the other thing that happens, and most likely in your case, is that you have one organ system that starts to affect the other. What happens mm-hmm. is if your fire element, if, you, if you're going, going, going too much to where you're kind of like on all the time, some what would say, some would say, that, that, that organ system actually supports the pancreas. It's the pancreas and insulin levels that is really typically at the root cause of any sort of PCOS issue. Yeah. And so for you, though, your issue is not directly caused by the pancreas or insulin. It's actually caused by you not unplugging enough, going too much, not unplugging enough. Yeah, I and that's mean, just not that, that's just what I would typically be yes. the pattern. So I'm not saying that's you, but I just because we're just meeting now. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're live diagnosing me very correctly. Everyone listening is like that couldn't be more Annie. But I also am very active about, and I say to people like I take a day off every week. I, I mean, yeah. we are. 
I, I'm working on being disciplined about that. But I love that. You can get that quiz in the book and it's on your website, right? Right. Yeah. I think if people look up Do Dr. Axe Ancient Remedies um, quiz, they can they can find it there, there yeah. as well. Hey, friends, taking a short break from this conversation to give a shout out to our amazing partners, Flamingo. There are things that I love to do every day, like reading and journaling and like putting my house to bed. You know this. These are self-care rituals that just help me feel grounded. And we all need me time like that. But what can we do to make sure we keep everyday routines from starting to feel dull? Things like shaving. <laughs> we can turn shaving from a chore to a ritual with Flamingo. Flamingo is on a mission to elevate the parts of your daily routine that deserve more attention with feel-good body care products that work like a $9 award-winning razor and shave gel formulated to help you get your closest shave. And right now, you can get Flamingo's award-winning shave set for just $16 at shopflamingo.com slash Annie. I absolutely love my Flamingo razors, y'all. The satiny feel of the handle and the color options, my word. I have the white and the rose gold one and the desert rose with silver one too. I know, they're beautiful and they make me feel a little fancy while also delivering the exact results I'm hoping for, a smooth, comfortable shave. Flamingo, which was started by a group of women at Harry's, the men's razor brand, makes an award-winning razor and body care products that aren't overpriced. They wanted shaving to be a better experience for women too, so they crafted razors that are both lovely and affordable. Only $2 a blade, y'all. They spent over seven years perfecting products for those daily self-care rituals that help you look and feel your best. And with Flamingo's 30-day money-back guarantee, you can try it out risk-free. So get the Flamingo Shave Set with everything you need for a luxurious, smooth shave at shopflamingo.com slash Annie. The set includes Flamingo's award-winning razor and award-winning shave gel and body lotion, all for just $16 plus free shipping, one less trip to the store. So get yours today at shopflamingo.com slash Annie. That's shopflamingo.com slash Annie. And now back to our conversation with Dr. Axe. Okay, so let's dive into some of our questions from our listening friends and yeah. see, and I and just get rolling on some of that. Lee asks, what is one thing you would never put in your body? <laughs> Oh wow! I mean, you know, for for, for me, uh, like a like fried don't like donuts. Now, listen, or I go to no? Isaac Meek and like Five Daughters Bakery, so I, I eat donuts. Okay, yeah. I get their Paleo donuts; they're fantastic. If anybody's ever been to Nashville, Atlanta, they got them there. They're the yeah. best donuts ever. But like a fried, like a you know, a, a glazed donut. Man, I just you know, fried dough probably just not going to happen. Yeah. Or a French fry, it's probably not. <laughs> or gonna a happen. French fry. Now we make those at home though. Like again, for me, like I still eat chicken parmesan. I eat, you know, chocolate mousse and all this stuff, but I just use different ingredients. Yeah. yeah. Anybody who follows you on Instagram can see all the, the different uh, recipes you have for making things that we love in a different way, which is yeah. awesome. Okay. What are your thoughts on CBD oil? Linda wants to know. Yeah, I think CBD oil is great. So here's the thing, you know, again, this is another one of these things. I think people need to understand what CBD is. CBD, CBD comes from a, uh, the flower of a hemp plant. Uh, and a hemp plant is different than a, it's different than a cannabis plant and then it has less than 0.03% THC. So it's almost non-existent in those plants. So CBD is most, it's a great, probably closest comparison would be um, 
like hops or chamomile, like roaming chamomile. Yeah, it's very yeah. calming. So it, it, it's that sort of, and, and what's interesting is CBD was first referenced, the first reference we have to it was in a Chinese medicine textbook that's over 2,000 years old. Oh and it was used to, it was, it was, it's reference in terms of, well, hemp was uh, a high CBD hemp plant. But all that being said, it's typically used to improve sleep uh, and reduce anxiety and stress. Those are the two reasons it's used for. But I think CBD is a great supplement a lot of people can benefit from. I When I take it at night before I fall asleep, when it's time to wake up, it is hard to wake up. <laughs> yep, yep, it's, yeah, it is. It's good for sleep. It is no joke. Well, you got to talk yep. about us moving from wherever we are to the next healthy spot. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. think you're asking mm-hmm. all of us to go to a certain size of a swimsuit or not to not eat something that we love necessarily if we want to treat every now and again. But what is, what does it look like for us to go from where we are right now to the next healthy spot? So I think a few things, one of the things that I encourage patients to do in the past is I would tell them, Hey, if you're going to start somewhere, just change breakfast. Cause ah. here's the thing, think about this. Even if you just change breakfast, that's one third of your diet. Yeah. And that's a, that's a really good change. And I also, I found with some people that, you, you get that first meal going, you eat healthy that first meal, and you kind of want to eat the second meal healthy or mm-hmm. dinner healthy. Like, I think just getting off to the right start of the day. So I have a lot of people do a collagen smoothie for breakfast. So one scoop of a multi-collagen protein or something like that, a cup of fruit like berries, and then uh, one cup of like coconut milk or almond milk. Like three simple ingredients, that's all you need. Now, if you want to get fancy, they can add in some spinach or some cinnamon or something else. But really, berries, coconut or almond milk, and collagen protein, and just doing that smoothie for breakfast, something like that, that that's a, you know, that's a great start for most people. Now, in addition, I would say for different conditions, I think having a general plan of what you're going to try to eat for meals, not every meal of the week necessarily, but saying to yourself, like, ideally, I'm going to try and do that smoothie for breakfast. For lunch, I'm going to try and do just real food. I'm going to try and eat some sort of organic meat, maybe a whole grain. And then for dinner, I'm going to try and do, you know, meat and double vegetables, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that there. And not every night, but most nights. And one of the things even I started doing, this was when I was in college. And now I just, I eat pretty healthy most of the time, but I, um, you know, I kind of had my vacation meals. And so like Saturdays and, or you may take off the weekends, you know, but eat really healthy Monday through Friday. So there there are different ways to do it. I think, think about what really fits into you and your lifestyle, but to get the next level, I think changing breakfast and just generally having a plan of knowing here's what I'm going to try and eat during the week. I think those two things go a long way. And, and when you're talking about the foods we're picking, Again, it, you're not trying to cause necessarily weight loss or a certain size. It is real foods, whole foods actually impact your health. Well, I, I, yeah, to, to me, w- w- weight loss is a byproduct of, for me, it's not weight loss, weight gain. It's more eat, eat the foods that are right for your body and your body will get to where it should be. Because mm. here's the other thing too. I just want to be real clear about this. This is something you, not, you may not hear a lot of doctors talk about. There's not one perfect diet for everybody. I mean, has anyone here that's listening, have you ever had like a friend, they did a diet and they saw great results. You tried the same thing, it just did not work for you. And that's because we are all unique individuals. That's one of the principles of ancient medicine, Chinese medicine is that you have really unique makeup and some people do well on a keto diet, but a lot of people don't. 
Some people can get away with doing vegan. For some people, it's the worst thing they could ever do for their health. Actually, for, for somebody with inflammatory bowel disease or digestive issues, vegetable juicing is terrible for them oh, and wow. eating raw vegetables and vegetable juice. But if somebody has a liver issue, it's one of the best things they could do. So all that being said, I think it's important to remember you're a unique individual. And in my book, Angel Remedies, I go into, you can take the quiz and then there's a diet or a specific, not as much a diet, but here are the best foods for you to eat. So if somebody has an issue like, uh, like PCOS, let, let me just give you yeah. as an example, you really need to support the pancreas. So with that, foods that are orange in color are very nourishing and foods that help balance insulin. So cinnamon, amazing for anyone with PCOS. Okay. Pumpkin, butternut squash, small amounts of sweet potato, uh, wild salmon, grass-fed beef. Um, these things are all really, really good for those. So in the book I really go through, here are the perfect foods for you to try and add into your diet for healing everything from autoimmune disease to cancer to, you know, uh, all, to, to, to pretty much anything else I really get into. But, but that's a... Yeah, I think an important thing for people to realize, too, is that you're not, you're, you're not wired exactly like everyone else. Right. That is very helpful to hear. Abby has a great question along these lines. Why is nutritional health the first thing I quit when my mental health declines? That is like such a true thing. <laughs> yeah, I think it could be a couple of things. One, I, I think when you're having a hard time mentally, I think that uh, food acts is actually more of a drug, the closest thing to a drug that we yeah. experience on a regular basis. And so I, I do think that sugar has been shown in studies to be as addictive or more addictive than cocaine. I mean, there are studies wow. on that. So there's no doubt that food, it's something that we, uh, you know, use as comfort. It's something that people tend to be addicted to. So I, that's, that's likely why. Yeah. That's usually my story. My, our friends listening know I make jokes a lot about. I, Every, I just can't keep people. Oreos. Yeah, Oreos are when when there's Oreos in my house, my counselor needs to be called immediately because there's something going yep. down. That's okay, great. let's talk about college. Can we talk about collagen peptides for a minute? I yeah. got real into them, and it was very bloating for me. Like I was taking them day. I was doing like a daily smoothie in the morning, like you suggest. And I mean, I was getting bloated like crazy. And so I've started using other, your protein powders that are bone broth instead. So yep. is that, which is better? Someone, one of our friends asked, Chelsea said, nope, sorry, Maggie asked, do you recommend collagen peptides or bone broth? But you offer both with well, Ancient Nutrition, right? Yeah, I actually use bone broth protein more than any other supplement. I mean, I just, the results I've seen in my joints, my gut, my body, and so many people is fantastic. I do think doing a collagen protein that has multiple types of collagen is great. And I think 99% of people do well with it. But there's a few people that, um, it's typically those people that have, and I'm not saying you have this, but <laughs> some people that have something called SIBO, it's called small uh -huh. intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Those people or something that has major, major sensitivities on occasion, those people can have a sensitivity to different types of collagen, but sometimes uh, tolerate bone broth. Uh, you know, they're, they're more tolerant to bone broth. So, so anyways, I, I don't think one is better than the other. I'll say this. If somebody wants to support their immune system, and their joints and their gut. I do think bone broth is probably the best. If somebody wants more support for beauty, like skin, hair, and nails, collagen peptides or a multi-collagen protein might be better, but hardly, they both overlap so much. So I would take whichever one you feel like 
you tolerate the best, notice what's different with. I mean, I do one scoop, of, like my superfood smoothie is one cup of each of those. And I throw in some other things like some goji berry powder and greens and other things. But I actually personally do a scoop of each every day. I mean, I need you to know, Dr. X, my rings weren't fitting. I mean, it got so weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I love your um, bone broth. Your bone broth is in my cabinet and I use that stuff like crazy. I love it. Um, so it, this is a great question too from Taylor. How do we take good care of the bodies God's given us without letting that become our security or our idol? And like that, I have that question too. Like, how do we not make this the thing we think about the most? Like, what am I eating? Am I eating the right things? Or I don't want to become a science experiment on myself. So how do we balance that? Most of the time, the people that ask that question, it's actually not an issue for them. Uh-huh. Um, and that, I'm just saying that you, yeah. you, you can tell if somebody's doing that, it's a, somebody who's trying to work out three hours a day and they're carrying their meals around with them. And I'm not saying that that's even wrong all the time if you're called to do it. But um, I think that's usually not, a, not an issue for most people. I, w- I would say it's less about, I, I think it's all about mindset with anything. And so mm-hmm. I think when you look at uh, Jesus, what he was talking to the Pharisees about most of the time, it wasn't even that what they, that the, the, the way that they were living and some of what they were doing that was wrong, more so it was their heart. He, I mean, he was constantly saying, examine your heart and your motives. And, um, and so I think it's a very similar thing with us is I would just say, just make sure your heart's in the right place. And so for me, I can tell you, like, I, I, I really feel like I eat to glorify God. I eat because, mm. and listen, God cares about food. I mean, he laid out food laws uh, in the Bible, not to say we're held to that exact standard today, but listen, those foods aren't healthy for you. The food that, that God said, don't eat these, they didn't all of a sudden become healthy after Abraham. Pork is not healthy. Shellfish is not healthy. These things are the most toxic of all the animal products. Medical science shows that today. All that being said, when you actually, I think I read a book once and it really talked about how often food, in some way, farming and food and meals were referenced in the Bible. And Jesus, most of his parables were about farming and a lot were about food. So anyways, it's something that's talked about a lot. So I think, I think that um, being conscious of what you're putting in your body is very important. But if you're doing it for vanity's sake, yeah, it's probably probably not good. If you're obsessed, here's the other thing. Some people can get too strict thinking about, oh, I don't want to have a single ounce of sugar or this or this. Mm-hmm. Like my wife and I used to be a little bit more strict and then she kind of helped me loosen up a little bit. So like <laughs> if we go to Italy, like I'll eat pizza and I'll have gelato. Like, right. and, and so, you know, I think it's that thing where it's like, you know, be flexible, you know, be flexible with it. Don't, don't be, um, you know, don't be so rigid. But, but I think, that, this isn't actually the case with most. It is with some, but it's just not not the majority of people. But anyways, I think it, re- examine your heart, and that's that would be my advice. Yeah. You and Chelsea just had a daughter a year ago, maybe? We did. Uh, ten months. She turned ten months old today. Oh, yeah, wow. Today. How has that changed your thinking on all of this, having a daughter? does it Has it changed how you think about health and medicine and bodies? and? If anything, it's just made everything... Uh, you know, more, um, it's maybe more resolute in all these things and in terms of fighting for people for their health, because it's really unfortunate. So many people, I just don't think they realize, you know, what most people tend to do is they tend, they tend to listen to popular opinion and they literally believe, and they go through their life thinking, if it is popular opinion, it is true. Mm. And Christians are as bad as really anybody. And so anyways, that being said, I just think that's, that happens. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think, 
I'm the reason I bring that up is I think I'm really conscious with with Arwen, like where like like um, sticking to what I know the Bible teaches about health, mm. what I know has been used for thousands of years and proven about health. I mean, studies come out all the time that are proven wrong because pharmaceutical companies are funding all of this. What is their main goal and main objective? It is to make money. It's not to yes. heal the planet. It's not to heal the world. It's not. To, I'm just telling you, that's driven by a board of directors. It's their main objective. So I look at my daughter, Arwen, who's 10 months old, and for her, I'm making decisions based off of like, hey, my, my love for her, but with that, also having a, uh, my mind is, is, is really, really conscious of doing what I know and I've seen work based off standing back and looking at the big picture. Mm-hmm. You know, not to go on a little rant here, but just a quick 30 second rant. Yeah. We live in a world today that's very Greek in nature where we break things down microscopically. And what does this blood work say? And what does this do? And hey, this one study came out, let's check. Versus the Hebrew perspective, which is Jesus' perspective, was standing back, looking at the big picture and saying, okay, like I'll give you an example. Like drugs today, medications. I'm not saying there's not a time and a place ever, but generally speaking, it's a synthetic chemical made in a lab. Are synthetic chemicals typically going to actually heal your organs, heal your body, heal your mind? Are they actually going to heal you? Can they be used as a Band-Aid for something? Yes, but you're always getting worse. That's the thing. When you're taking a drug, what those actually do is they're chemicals that change your symptoms. And in certain cases, they can save your life in emergency situations. But what's going to be better for you long-term if you have a digestive issue? Is it going to be eating healthy food and taking certain herbs like licorice and marshmallow and ginger and chamomile tea, like these things that are so good? Or is it going to be taking a synthetic chemical? But like, we don't think like that today. We'll say, well, this doctor said this, or this pharmaceutical company that told this doctor said this, right. and I'm just going to believe that and take it and not even think about it. So that, that might have not seen, but all that being said, I think it makes all these things more real and also thinking about how do I protect my daughter? Because one of the things that we're seeing in this country today, the censorship is kind of crazy to where it's even hard to find truth today um, because it's been b- banned and removed off of the internet. And so I just know for myself more than ever before, it's my job to teach my daughter truth, mm-hmm. truth in health, but even more than that, truth about, about who God is, about how to you know, lead a life to, of honoring God. And so I think for me, more than anything, I'm just very conscious now of raising up my daughter in the way she should go, yeah. because you don't want the world to, t- again, I just even look at how much like, you know, I'm first part of Generation X, like how much things have changed in the last 20, it's just, anyway, we can talk about it. It's I like crazy, that. <laughs> I'm just very conscious of training up my daughter. Yeah. Right. I mean, scripture promises, train her up in the way she should go and she won't depart from it. Right. So the yeah. longer you, the, the more you do that, the truer that's, I mean, I just think you're, she'll be living in the promises of scripture. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Which I love. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Indeed. If you ever hang out with us over on Insta Stories, then you've seen the amazing team at Downs Books and the That Sounds Fun Network in action at the office a time or two. Hiring great people is a must if you wanna take your business to the next level. With the stakes this high, there's really only one choice, Indeed. And here's why. Indeed.com is the hiring site that helps you find quality candidates with Indeed Instant Match. 
They search through the millions of resumes in their database, millions, y'all, to help show you great candidates instantly. That means you're freed up to do your part of the process, meeting the candidates, hiring great people, and doing it fast. Unlike some hiring sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility, and they deliver a quality shortlist in no time. With Indeed, there are no long-term contracts. You can pause your account at any time, and you only pay for what you need. I think that's really important. And Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined, y'all, according to Talent Nest. You want your quality shortlist fast? You need Indeed. Right now, our friends are getting a free $75 credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sounds fun. This is Indeed's best offer available anywhere. So get a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Indeed.com slash sounds fun. Offer valid through March 31st in terms and conditions apply. And now back to finish our conversation with Dr. Axe. Okay, how do people find a doctor that kind of works within, you know, someone said, one of our friends asked, Brittany said, okay, I I love what Dr. Axe teaches and what Ancient Remedy says. How do I find a doctor in my area to help me live like this? How do you recommend finding doctors like that? One thing to do first, I just want to encourage everybody to do, continue to educate yourself. I think that's the most powerful thing you can do. Learn yourself some of these things. And and I'm going to say the doctor thing in a minute, but I'd encourage everybody, check out my book, Ancient Remedies, and go in there, take the quiz. You're going to learn so much about yourself, exactly what you should do. There's meal plans. There's over 80 healthy recipes. There's prescriptions in there. For instance, if you have hypothyroidism, I go through the exact herbs, the supplements, the foods with 75 different conditions. It also acts as a reference guide. So one, get that, read up, learn. Number two, you know, word of mouth, talking to friends and say, hey, you know, if you've heard somebody has a good functional medicine doctor, but here's the other good news. We live in a world today where there are virtual practices, virtual oh, clinics. Yeah. And and I typically don't throw this out there, but like if it were me, there's a few people I refer to, I'll throw out their names. One is my own brother. My brother is actually a functional medicine doctor in Tampa, Florida. His name's Jordan Axe, and he runs, it's called Axe Holistic Medicine. So people could simply go and just Google search Axe Holistic Medicine, schedule a virtual consultation with him, or in person. A lot of people fly from all over the country and world wow. to, to go see him, so that's an option. There's another doc, Dr. Christopher Motley, who's in Nashville, Tennessee. So Dr. Christopher Motley does more kinesiology, but also does some, uh, some really amazing stuff with nutrition and herbals. So those are the two people I probably refer to the most and um, that you can see virtually, like a virtual practice. Mm-hmm. But, but that's what I would look for, word of mouth. But, but there isn't, unfortunately, there's not like a good database to look for someone in your area. But I'm just telling, like, I actually think virtual medicine, telemedicine, it, with, you can get better results because you can see some of the best doctors around the world, like my bu- brother and Chris Motley and others, and just do a Zoom you know, or Skype, uh, call with them face-to-face. Yeah, that's brilliant. And functional medicine is kind of the word we're looking for. This is new to us. That's kind of the yeah, language oh, we want yeah. to say. Yeah, so it tend tends to be referred to either natural medicine, functional medicine, or integrative medicine, or the, th- the, the three words before medicine that are thrown around. But typically what functional medicine means is we're looking at how your body functions holistically. We're not just going to say, I'm going to treat your thyroid. Because oftentimes, give me an example If somebody has a thyroid issue, here's the difference. If somebody has a thyroid issue and they go into their conventional medical doctor, they'll say, here's Synthroid, 
and that's it. You're going to be on this the rest of your life. Yeah. Synthroid depletes your body of vitamin B12, of iron, of folate, of all these nutrients. So now it's going to lead to another problem because it depletes all these nutrients. What a more holistic doctor is going to do, or let me just go all the way over, a functional medicine doctor is going to say, I'm going to determine what is the root cause of this issue. Most thyroid issues are actually don't start with the thyroid. They start with your digestive system and your adrenal glands. Mm. So we need to really look at healing those two issues. And so you got to heal and seal the gut. You got to get rid of gluten and casein, drink some bone broth, get some collagen, ginger, licorice, some of these herbs good for the gut. We also need to support the adrenal glands. We've got to get those cortisol levels down. So this, that's really, so a functional med doc is going to say, hey, I'm not prescribing a drug in most cases. I'm going to prescribe New, you know, supplements and herbals and a whole diet plan and some lifestyle mm -hmm. tips to help you actually heal the root cause. Yeah, I think the hope in this for people, whether they're on medicine now or or noticing something in their health, is the hope in this is it feels like God's given us so many answers to be our healthiest selves in the world He yep. created. Amen. Is that yeah? That rings that that is how it feels to me. Yeah, here's the thing. I, I believe God created us to be healthy, thriving, and whole. And, and I think when you look at our medical system today, it's, it's actually driven, it's a fear-based system. Mm. And I can tell you, because my mom grew up in it, I grew up, grew up in it, and everything was all about fear. If you don't do this, this will happen to you. Versus, I mean, if you think about one of the biggest messages of the Bible is, what is the exact opposite of love? Mm, and it says, yeah. God is love. So God is love. It's fear. And so if you're living in an industry that is completely revolved around driving fear, it tends to not, not lead to, to life. And so I just think it's something for, for, for people to think about. Yeah. Um, okay. I saved one last question that I think is so fun. Uh, it may be my last one. I may have some more, but I think this one's really fun. Uh, Ashley said, isn't it fascinating how Ezekiel bread is the bread that our bodies like best? Will you talk about Ezekiel bread? I think Ezekiel bread's fascinating. Yeah, so Ezekiel bread, so, so, so the, the big thing about Ezekiel bread, they're using sprouted grains and sprouted legumes. And so one of the things we don't do well today that our ancient ancestors did that's referenced in the Bible and actually throughout time everywhere, but eating grains, even cooked as they are, you're not absorbing and digesting much. When you sprout something, you soak it, and then you tend to lay it out in the sun. And that's what, now there's other ways of drying it. They don't, you know, Ezekiel, does that, that bread company does not lay this out in the sun, but that's what they did through history. <laughs> right. Well, what that does is when you soak it and lay it out, it actually sprouts. What that sprouting is, is it's, um, it's not actually growing a sprout. Actually, nuts will do that, but that's beside the point. Yeah. So anyways, all that being said, um, what it does is it, it breaks down this thing called phytic acid. Phytic acid uh, is where all the nutrients like iron and B vitamins are all bound in this thing. And so imagine they're all clumped up together and then you eat the grain and it literally passes through you without you absorbing any nutrients. Oh, wow. What sprouting does or fermentation like an original sourdough is it breaks down phytic acid, so now you can absorb all of the nutrients and actually becomes much easier to digest. So that's why Ezekiel bread is better, is the nutrients are much more highly, they call it bioavailability, which means they're just much more highly absorbable. Okay, tell me like three things that we, I don't like to should people very much, but it's the only word I can think of for the sentence. Three things that we all should have in our kitchen, no matter what's going on in our bodies, what are three things that you're like, you will use this all the time and eat this all the time for your best health? One, I, you know, I think having essential oils is great, like something like lavender in your personal medicine cabinet. I mean, if you get a burn or a cut or a scrape, 
and I burn myself constantly. I'm, I'm a, I'm a chef. I, I do a lot of stuff in the kitchen. Lavender. Yeah. Chelsea's like, I cannot believe you burnt yourself every single day. So <laughs> I cook a lot. So, but anyways, we use a lot of lavender in our household. You know, for for tummy stuff, I think ginger is very good. If somebody's having anything after a meal, ginger and peppermint, especially you could do like a gas and bloating tea. But if you're feeling something like that, like one of those teas, I think teas are very good um, in that way. And the other thing is, you know, I, I think, um, I mean, I think in terms of one supplement people should be on, I do think, you know, my number one would be collagen. Number two would be a probiotic. I think those supplements people can benefit so much from, mm-hmm. you know, so that there's my three, but I, I think those are the three things in terms of daily, what I'm doing. I do a lot of these, I do a lot of herbals, and I, and I do a lot of vegetables and a lot of berries. That makes up probably the biggest part of my diet, along with wild organic meat. One other thing, and I know you didn't ask me this, but this is something I just think is so amazing when we're talking about God and health and nutrition. Throughout history, there were three ways that uh, ancient physicians recommended you eat food. And they said, we know what you should eat based on the shape of the food, the color of the food, and the flavor of the food. Because what's amazing is, so, so there's a medical study that came out nine years ago, and it said, and the medical community said, we've had a medical breakthrough. They said, we found when you consume turmeric and you add black pepper to it, the absorbability goes up by 154%. This was a oh big gosh. medical study. So, 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 so now when you're looking at different formulas for turmeric, you'll notice a lot of times they put in this compound called piperine, which is, which is black pepper in there. Here's the crazy thing, though. That recipe is over 3,000 years old. Uh-huh. There's a recipe called turmeric golden milk yeah, where you take turmeric and, like, coconut milk or ghee and combine it with black pepper and ginger because warming spices open up your capillaries so you get more turmeric inside your blood, and then it increases circulation. That's how that works. But here's my point in this is that these ancient physicians knew this even better than our scientists did today. How is that possible? Well, it's because of this is they recognize big picture patterns. So think about this, the shape of a food. If you want to know what to eat, what's good for your brain, eat a walnut. A walnut looks looks exactly like a head. You crack it open, has two hemispheres, like your left and right (gasps) hemisphere of your brain. It's loaded with choline, vitamin E, omega-3 fatty acids. It's the most amazing brain food on the planet. Or coconut. Coconut looks like a head. You crack it open, it's got this meat inside which is full of medium chain fatty acids, which is the number one sort of fat your brain can use for fuel, great on something like a keto diet or just for general brain health. And it has this liquid inside that actually, it looks like a head, that actually supports your cerebral spinal fluid, which surrounds your brain. Think about beets. They actually, you cut them, it looks like blood. They contain Uh nitric oxide, which boosts your blood health. Think about celery. Hold up a stalk of celery to your (gasps) forearm. It actually looks like your bones. Celery is high in vitamin K and calcium. It's the most alkaline of all the vegetables. So it keeps your bones from losing alkaline minerals like calcium and magnesium. Uh, Avocados look like a uterus. They're actually loaded with magnesium, potassium, and certain types of fats which balance hormones. Olives look like ovaries. They're good for reproductive health. Uh, Think about figs. They actually look, uh, uh, figs actually are really good for reproductive health. Um, and so, and they even look like they have a little sperm inside. Yeah. And so they were actually using Rom- Roman culture for fertility. And I could go on and on. You know, this kidney beans look like your kidneys, reishi mind. mushrooms. So, so a lot of times we try and make things too complex. And these are absolutes, by the way, that these foods have been shown. Carrots, cut them in half, 
it looks like your eye full of beta carotene. Studies have shown it improves your eyesight. So there are all these foods that have a certain appearance. The color makes a difference. Foods that are green are best for the liver. Foods that are orange are best for the pancreas. Foods that are red are best for the heart. Um, and flavor, foods that are bitter activate your immune system. Foods that are uh, salty activate your kidneys and your adrenal glands. So I can go on and I get into this in the book, Two Ancient Remedies, all this stuff. But I think that's pretty cool that God essentially was like, listen, it's not that complex. I'm going to yeah. show you. I'm going to make the foods look like organs. I'm going to give them specific colors. I'm going to give them specific flavors. So you know exactly how to eat and how to use food as your own personal form of medicine. That I, you need to know that I am so blown away right now. I've never thought about how much a walnut, walnut looks like a brain. Yeah, it's amazing. I have a cool a graphic in the book and I go through all the different foods and the pictures next to them of the organ because it really, it's fascinating. It is so fascinating. My gosh, I'm blown away. Okay, Dr. Axe, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure we say? I mean, you know, listen, I could talk for hours, and so I don't need to talk anyone zero off. So I think we covered some great stuff. By the way, I really enjoyed the interview. One of the things I, I you know, I've just enjoyed so much, you just have such great energy. I mean, you're a fire <laughs> element. We talked about that. So, you know, but I think, you know, God's wired you and gifted you to just ask great questions and make interviews fun. So now I, have to, I think you've covered a lot of the, a lot, a lot of the big stuff. We did. I, it matters so much to me for as little as I, just because of my own history, I don't talk tons about my body. And I want to make sure we're very body neutral here, probably as much as anything. Yeah. But yeah. man, how we treat our bodies and how we eat is so healing if we want it to be. And so your work matters a ton to me. So I'm really, really thankful that you Thank made you. time to come on the show, even while you're down at the beach with your people. Okay. Yep. The last question we always ask, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. Oh, wow. I mean, my wife and I, we love the water. So we love water skiing, paddle boarding, all things in the water. And by the way, my daughter loves the water. And so, you know, what sounds fun is just getting, you know, our family on a boat in the water swimming around. And my, my daughter right now, 10 months old, if she has water next to her and she could just splash, she could do it for, you know, day and night. So I think, <laughs> and I grew up on the water, water skiing as a family. So, you know, being on the water sounds, sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, one of my friends taught me years ago with uh, a little saying for kids is if they, if kids are crabby, put them in water. <laughs> Oh, it's so true. You know, the other thing I'll say too is like, I love just doing, you know, date nights with my wife. Like we love good food. Yeah. And so, you know, anytime we travel, we're like, okay, we travel based on where some of the best food restaurants are. So we travel and we, and same thing, like we make a, a lot of family dinners together and we'll make up Italian food and have some good wine and that sort of thing. So that's another thing. Doing that with close, close friends is another thing that sounds, yeah. sounds like a lot of fun. And well, you know, I have to have you over to do uh, that sometime. Please. So. I would love it so much. Yeah. I would absolutely love it. When y'all get back in town, y'all just holler. I would love to come over. Thank you again for making time to do this. You're, you're, you're welcome. And again, I just, it, an honor to be on. So thanks for having me. Oh, friends, wasn't that fascinating? My gracious, I learned a lot. I'm taking away a lot of ideas. And I really like Dr. Axe. He's awesome. Hey, be sure to grab a copy of his new book, Ancient Remedies, and follow him so you can tell him thanks for being on the show today. Some of y'all sent in some really specific questions that we weren't able to get to. And I want you to know that those things that you asked, he addresses in his Ancient Remedies book. So make sure you check that out. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I'm Annie F. Downs TSF, like that sounds fun, on YouTube. 
I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I'll do the same. Have a great weekend. And we will see you back here on Monday with my dear friend, Angie Smith.